what is up everybody how we doing welcome back to another episode of breaking the goal line podcast i am your host as always russell goddard and end of the week podcast friday podcast here um and like i said in the last podcast we're just going to be shelling out the friday podcast for the next couple of weeks just till the offseason really kicks back up. We get free agency, quarterbacks start moving around. Obviously, if an Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets traded or a Russell Wilson gets traded, who we will talk about today, uh, then, you know, obviously I'll make a podcast then, you know, talk about that right away. But just just the end of the week podcast now, just coming at you Friday. We got stuff to talk about. Browns are looking into a veteran quarterback. I got some thoughts on them and Baker Mayfield. This Carson Wentz story will not die. Um, definitely coming from the owner. Uh, Tom Brady to San Francisco just keeps going around. Um, and then the NFL did something with the with, with the combine. Uh, they got rid of the bubble thing that they were going to do, which, good, uh, good. I had some thoughts going into the week about how it was terrible, and then midweek they dropped it that they weren't going to do it anymore. So talk about that. And then the XFL partnering with the NFL. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. That's why The Rock was there. I think it's a good move for both sides. Um, But before we do, as always, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Please and thank you. It helps the show. I appreciate everybody that has, anybody that will, new listeners. Thank you so much. So, all right, let's uh, dive in the show. Let's start with the team in Ohio that didn't make the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns, who reports have been out that they are looking and shopping for a veteran quarterback. Okay, understandable. They got Baker Mayfield. Clearly, (laughs) Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. If you've been listening to the show, you know my thoughts, opinions, and take on Baker Mayfield. No, they're not terrible. They're not, I mean, some people say they're terrible. They're not that great. But they're shopping for a veteran quarterback. I don't, I I mean, who who are you shopping for exactly? You know, are you trying to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Because neither one of those guys are going to come to your team. So who are you shopping for? You have Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum on your team. You you just, in my opinion, the best thing to do is just ride with Baker. He was hurt last year for the majority of the year. I, I, he's a tough SOB, I'll tell you that. One thing about Baker Mayfield, I said it before, he is a tough son of a bitch. He got a little bit of that Matt Stafford quality where they're just hard-nosed on the field. We're going to play. They're going to pay through their, their injuries, their pain, everything. I like that about the kid. I really, really do. But he's just so average and just so hit and miss on the field. You get what you get. It's 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 like Jimmy Garoppolo, but a little worse. I mean, more turnover prone. And Jimmy Garoppolo turns the ball over. It's just that's that's I feel I, I view the two guys the same. But I mean, maybe Baker's. I mean, Jimmy might probably be more athletic. I don't know. But who are you gonna go get? I just don't understand. You have Case Keenum as your backup. You paid Case Keenum eighteen million dollars for three years as a backup. You gave Case Keenum a lot of money. That's your veteran quarterback. I, what are you going out looking for veteran quarterback? I, I don't understand. What are you, you going to land Aaron Rodgers? All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the Cleveland Browns? That is not happening. Just just roll it back with Baker. You're still not paying him a lot. You don't have to re-sign him. You already picked up his fifth-year option. Run it out. Run it out. It's it's too late. You already picked up his option. you got to pay him anyway. If you cut him, you still got to take that dead cap hit. Run it out. Let Baker be Baker, and you know what? If it sucks, just throw Case Keenum in. Because we we know we know who Case Keenum is. We know what Case Keenum could do in that offense with a healthy Nick Chubb and, and uh, Kareem Hunt and offensive line and uh, a dude calling plays. We'll be fine. It's 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 literally Kyle. It's a, the Shanahan system. 
You just run zone stretch. Left and right. Power left and right. Let Case Keenum do a little bootleg. He's athletic. We've seen him in an NFC Championship game, by the way. Case Keenum was in an NFC Championship game. So I, that's your veteran quarterback. I just, I don't understand when like reports come out that the Cleveland Browns are looking for a veteran quarterback to add to their quarterback room. So what are you going to add a third string? Are you looking for Nick Sunfeld? Who the fuck are you looking for? Like, what are we doing? I just, I, I don't understand this. You know, the Browns, I think, are a little handcuffed. And I think they know it. And I think it kind of, they, they think it sucks. And they should think that it sucks because it sucks. It sucks right now. You're handcuffed with Baker Mayfield. You gave Case Keenum a lot of money to be your backup. You, you, you can't go out and pay another quarterback. Your quarterback room is already pretty expensive because now you're paying, now you're Baker Mayfield's third, uh, fifth year option, which is like $30 million. Your quarterback room this year is probably like $37 million. That's, that's, I mean, Baker Mayfield's not worth $37 million, but your quarterback, that's what your quarterback room is. Now, maybe after the guaranteed money and everything, it won't be like that on the cap. Probably be more closer to 30 but it, still, what are you going to bring Bring a veteran? I just don't understand. What are we doing? What are we doing, Stefanski? Who are we really bringing in here? No, nobody. Run with Baker. Roll it back. Try to win your division. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. At least I don't think I don't think so. You're not going to beat Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. You're not beating the Baltimore Ravens. You had your window. You had your shot. And you blew it. So run it back with Baker. You're handcuffed with him. You're handcuffed with Keenum. You're handcuffed with your offense. Run it through Chubb. Jarvis Landry is literally getting worse the more he plays with Baker. Austin Hooper never had a chance from the moment he signed on the team, much like Odell Beckham, who never had a chance either. So it's just, you just got to run it back. You're just stuck in limbo. You're not rebuilding, but you're not able to win a Super Bowl. You're stuck in limbo. You're not going to have a worse enough record to, to, to maybe do something, get a high enough pick to do. It's not like you can get a quarterback. There's no quarterbacks in this draft either. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. That's going to be a big segment of this. And when I say there's no quarterbacks, I'm just saying on paper. I'm just saying on paper. And what I see... From what I've seen, quarterback prospects, from what I hear, from guys that are much, much smarter than me, you know, you don't take things with a grain of salt, don't believe everything, you know, they didn't take, they all said they was going to take Mac Jones, you didn't take Mac Jones, yeah, fucking no, okay, I mean, just, you know, you got to take everything, grain of salt, put it all together, there's no, like, Kenny Pickett, it's like the best quarterback in this draft, maybe, and I would never take him in the first round, never, he's going to go in the first round, so I, I just, run it back. You just got Baker. You just have Baker. And you got Keenum. You got Baker. You got Case. That's your team. Those are your quarterbacks. Fucking Stefanski. Just zip up your fucking tie. Strap up your boots. Buckle up your straps, buddy. And lock in because this is what you got. You're stuck with it. Make it work. Because the great coaches, they make it work. Well, Tom Brady, I talked about him being maybe in have part ownership of the Miami Dolphins earlier this week. And I said that that was the main story and the Niners was not the main story. And I really do believe that. I don't know if Tom Brady is, is, is going to come out of retirement. But my gut says no. You know, Tom is, is a wild guy. You know, he's going to do what Tom wants to do. Maybe he retired because Giselle wanted him to retire. I don't really know. But I know that he's he looks happy. He wanted to retire. He wouldn't have done it. Even if Giselle forced him to, if he really in his heart was just like, okay, maybe it is time, then he wouldn't have done it. Once you start talking about it, you're going down that road. I, I, now, coming back for the San Francisco 49ers, 
I know everyone, you know, kind of starts blowing him for coming back because he's from that area. He grew up watching Joe Montana. That's his favorite player. It was his favorite team. He literally wanted to go to the San Francisco 49ers. They told him no. Then he went to Tampa Bay because it was like the only team that would take him, which is insane to me to think that right now in 2022 that the only team would have taken Tom Brady two years ago was Tampa Bay. Kyle Shanahan told him no for Jimmy Garoppolo. Then he wins another fucking Super Bowl. He wins a Super Bowl and goes to the playoffs again, wins his division, and loses to the eventual Super Bowl champions. I just, so many teams told Tom Brady, not a single team right now will tell Tom Brady no. Not one. Unless, obviously... You know, don't count the Mahomes and the, you know, Rodgers and the Herberts and obviously. Take away minus like five or six teams. Everybody else is saying yes. Everybody else, including Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco 49ers. How do you not, for one year, strap in for one year? Yes. Let Trey Lance sit behind Tom Brady for one year? Yes. He already sat behind Jimmy for one year. Now he can sit behind Tom? Jimmy sat behind Tom. Circle of life. Give me some Tamoma Pumba up in this bitch and we got the Lion King. I just... I'm look. I'm not. I, it's it's not gonna happen. I don't think it is. But this, this is one of those stories. that's not dying right now. And I think it's everyone just kind of hyping it up. This and that. Look, if Tom comes in place for San Francisco, they got to do it. I, I would say yes. If he calls up Kyle, he says got to say yes. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I think I think maybe he's fine. And I think, like I said, the real story is in Miami. I think he wants to start own buying shit. No, that doesn't mean. Doesn't mean he can't do both. He can do both. Sure, he can do both. But I think he's now in that next mogul phase. I think Tom Brady's been in that next mogul phase. He wants to just he wants to start buying shit and investing in shit. And you know he has his production agency that's working now and getting constant shit now. They they just got they just got something else that they're doing. So I just I think his hands and other things. I think he moved to Tampa Bay for no state income tax. He moved it because it's right next to Miami, who Giselle loves Miami. He loves Miami. It's not a far flight up to New York, which they both love, you know. And then to go to the West Coast, the West Coast, they go there, they stay for a couple weeks. Who cares? Like, he's got a fucking house in Malibu. Or she does. One of them does. Probably her. I bet she loaded. But <laughs> I just, I don't think he's going to the Niners. If he does, cool. And it would be one hell of a comeback. And I would kind of be rooting for them to win the Super Bowl, even though they're in my own division with the Cardinals. But I just don't think it's that. I, I, I don't think it is. I just let Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance's time. Tom Brady, he's gone. And if he comes back, holy shit. But right now, he's gone. And until he comes back, he's gone. Now, one San Francisco 49er that is not gone as of yet is Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Talked about this a little bit last week. I, I just thought I saw Pittsburgh would be a really good fit and Jimmy is going to get traded. Well, Adam Schefter on the PFF podcast, just I think on Wednesday, came out and said that he doesn't think that Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a pretty good chance that he won't get traded and that, that the Niners will not trade Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a chance. You know, he didn't say it's not, it is going to happen. He's not reporting that. He just, he said he doesn't think it's going to happen. Folks, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded. I, I just, I don't know where Adam, and Adam is good at his job. I don't know maybe where he's getting that from. Maybe because Kyle Shanahan and maybe that circle is running a whole ruse on everybody, just like they did on the draft about Trey Lance. 
Because now it's Trey Lance is not ready. Trey Lance is because if you listen to Adams, he's he's not there. He needs more work than people thought. He's not he's not as groomed as people thought. This is what Adam was saying. It's, I just I think maybe Kyle is pulling another ruse on everybody else. I just don't buy into that for a second. They traded three first round draft picks for Trey Lance. Not 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 for some, not for anything else. They traded for Trey Lance because when you make that trade. And you go to three from 12, you know who you're taking. You don't just go, hey, guys, let's just fucking go trade three first rounders for to get up to number three. And then let's see who's there. Uh, <laughs> now, you know who the you know what you're doing. You know who you're taking. You know who the guys in front of you were taking. You knew it was going to be Zach. You knew it was going to be Trevor. You knew Trey was going to be there. Bada boom, bada bing. You traded three for this guy. And he's 21 years old. He has not played in a while because he un- had an unfortunate circumstance. He had a COVID year. was his draft year. His la- it was last year in college, quote-unquote. His last year in college. But he didn't get He played one game because he was in a smaller division. He wasn't in a pa- Power 5 division, right? He wasn't in Division 1. Divi- he wasn't able to play those games. He played one football game, and the only reason why he played it is so they would show it on ESPN and it, other guys on his team would get a look at. It's literally why he played it. And he didn't even play that well. But it didn't matter. He didn't need to play that game. But he hasn't played football in a long time. Of course he's raw. He's big, he's talented, he's raw. He needs work, yes. But how do you get that work? You got to play football. He sat a year. You got to play football now. They are trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo's value has never been higher than it is right now at this second as we speak. As we speak currently. Jimmy Garoppolo, they could get a... There are rumors for second, good, good actual solid takes. I mean... That he can go for a second round draft pick. Jimmy Garoppolo for a second round draft pick, I think would be stealing. It would be stealing. But then if you look at what Sam Darnold was traded for, and Jimmy Garoppolo was better than... Sam Darnold sucks. Jimmy Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl, two NFC Championship games. Jimmy Garoppolo's been around the block. Jimmy Garoppolo was was a backup for, for fucking Tom Brady. He started for a Belichick team before he got hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo's way better than Sam Darnold. And I know, I, I said earlier this year, Jimmy Garoppolo was not tradable. And he wasn't at that moment. Who in their right mind would think that right now, Jimmy Garoppolo value could be a second-round draft pick? That is insane. And, but that is what I love about this sport. The football is one of the only sports that you could do that in. You can literally be a quarterback of this team. And well, now it is because he's a quarterback, by the way, because this is a valuable position. Be terrible. Injuries. Are they going to make the playoffs? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're a bad team. To all of a sudden, win streak, beating this, winning that, making it into the playoffs, beating the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, even though he didn't really do much in that game, but he was Jimmy, right? And then going to the Rams, putting on a good show there in the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Garoppolo's value has never been higher. Or never been higher. This is the highest his value has been. I guess it's been higher right after the Super Bowl in 2019 when 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 Shanahan told Brady uh, no. And then it was kind of high when his Patriot year before he got traded, even though he went for a third round draft pick. But he was hurt and Kyle traded him for a third round. It was pretty much Bill just, hey, give me this, give me a third. He could go for more than he did when he got traded from the Patriots when it was the apple of the media's eye. It was, how could you do this? You Bill needs to move on. Brady's done. Brady's done. Bill's got to move on. Stick with Jimmy. And then he traded him and, and, and Bill got buried for it. He traded him for a third and it looked like Bill definitely won that deal, even though Jimmy did go to a Super Bowl with Kyle. I mean, you can get him for a second? You, there's no way in hell Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch say no. 
to a second round draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know what? What really is a second round draft pick to Kyle Shanahan? He's going to trade that shit anyway. Just like Sean McVay would. But, but that's more collateral than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Next year, Jimmy Garoppolo will Jimmy Garoppolo will never be rated this, will never have this value ever again. He will not. I do not believe that. There's no way. Because it doesn't matter who he goes to, who he goes to will not have Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan makes Jimmy Garoppolo look a lot better than he is. Even if he goes to, I, I don't know, Matt LaFleur, he's not going to look as good. He's just not. He's, he's going to be terrible, a lot better, a lot worse than fucking uh, Lambeau where it's cold. We saw that. I mean, Unreal. I, he's getting traded. Adam, I, I just, I understand maybe that's your opinion, Adam, and I, I don't know if you get that from a source. You know, I know that you heard, you said you heard murmurings or whatever. That's not, I just don't see how, how we can possibly get to that conclusion when you traded three first-round draft picks for this guy. In a day and age where Deshaun Watson started right away, you know, that, that Patrick Mahomes, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a rarity, took the seat, but look at everybody else. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Herbert was game two, and I know it took a puncture lung, but everybody was like, okay, this guy, after one quarter, we all saw he should have been starting from day one, right? Now, maybe he doesn't trade, doesn't start day one. He's not ready. Cool. But Allen's day one, he went through the growing pains. Josh went through the growing pains. We saw that. He was like 57% completion percentage or less than that his rookie year. It was god awful. He was terrible. You got to go through your growing pains. Now, you sat a year behind a guy who sat behind the greatest quarterback of all time, Right and, and is played for the greatest coach of all time, and in my eyes, one of the greatest coaches in the NFL right now as well. Went to a Super Bowl with him. He should have soaked in all that knowledge. Now you get the fuck rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for a second or third round pick. You strap this kid in, and you say it's go time. It's it's right now. It's sink or swim. This is it. You don't you don't just hang on to Jimmy Garoppolo for another year. Oh well, maybe you know because Trey's not really ready yet. So we'll just go ahead and we'll run with Jimmy again and take his twenty-seven million dollar cap hit that we really could use to spread across. I don't know a secondary that needs some work, some offensive line that needs some work. No, we're just gonna go ahead and keep. J- That's not, no, it's not happening. That's not how Kyle Shanahan thinks. That's not what he does. That is not what is gonna happen. He will be traded in the next ten to fourteen days. He will be traded before March 16th, before the new season date, before you're officially allowed to trade, it will be in the work. It'll be verbally agreed to. That is what I believe in my heart and soul, because that is what we see year in and year out. It's going to happen in Cabo. Kyle's going to be in Cabo. He's going to get the call. Bing, bing. Yep. Got him. Third round pick. No, let's do a second. Are you okay? Four, second. Bam. Hang up. Done. Jimmy's gone. Wherever. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. I, I don't know, but it's not going to be in San Francisco. So the NFL... When they first announced, you know, the, all the combine stuff and everything, they announced it was going to be a bubble. They announced that the players that were invited were allowed to come with, 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 with a physician of their choosing, or, or like a, a trainer of their choosing, something of that nature. They could bring one person, and they're going to go in a bubble, and they're all going to do the workouts in a bubble. When you just did not test the entirety of the playoffs. Not one time did the NFL test. We saw in the they didn't care anymore. In the playoffs, they didn't care. They did not test at all. As soon as the playoffs hit, boom, nobody got tested. Not one player, not one coach, nobody. Nobody got tested. They didn't care. They said it's we're in the playoffs. It's big boy time. It's January. Let's let's go, baby. We're go, we're going to the Super Bowl. And that's what they did. They don't care. This was a cover your ass move. A CYA that it was a CYA. So we call it's what it's called in some business. It's what I fucking called it when I was a general manager. I used to say it all the fucking time to my people. Hey, I need a CYA here, guys. So I need you to do this for me. 
Because maybe I fucked up. So I got to cover my, or maybe I need to look good for the big wigs coming in for the suits. Hey, look, you know, CYA moment. This is what it was for them. They needed to look good. They wanted to make sure it looked okay. And then they got some blowback and it was huge. And they said, fuck it. We don't care anymore. Why, why, why do we don't care? We didn't care the playoffs. We don't care now. So they, they, they scrapped it. No more bubble. Combine will be run as normal. I just, this is, this is what's also great about the NFL is that they're not like the MLB. They're not like the MLB. They're not afraid to pivot when they need to pivot. Sometimes you got to pivot. The NFL got the blowback, much like Dustin Johnson, when he was going to try to go to the Saudi League, and everyone started calling him out, and he was like, you know what, I made a lot of money, so maybe I should not go there. Let's go ahead and pivot back to the PGA. The NFL said, fuck this. We're not doing this. We're out. We're going to make a pivot move. We're going to appease to our to our players, our future players, the agents, the owners. But here's the thing. A lot of these, a lot of these, the, you know, the big wigs, the NFL in the front office, they don't know what really transpires in the combine. Now you could say, Russ, you also don't know. Yes, because I've never been there. But I do know what happens on there. Dealings happen. Trades for current players happen. GMs meet other new GMs of teams. You make you make friendships. You make you make business relationships at the combine. You talk about trades with other players. You meet you meet the players that you would like to draft. Players that you maybe you maybe meet a quarterback in 2022. He becomes a free agent in 2026. You loved him at the combine. You weren't able to draft him. Now you're in a situation where you need a quarterback. Well, guess who you're bringing in? Guess who you're bringing in because your dealings at the combine. You're bringing in this dude four years later. Now he wins you a title in two years. Boom. Legend. That's what happens at the combine. Backdoor dealings for GM and owners. That's what happens. A lot of backdoor dealings with them. Trades that you're not supposed to talk about. That's what happens. It's a lot of business. I hear it's a lot of fun too. I hear it's a lot of food. Uh, I mean, I hear the spread in Andy Reid's booth is just phenomenal. Heard that from an ex-scout of the Philadelphia Eagles when he was there. Just phenomenal. Bill Belichick was in the booth right next to him. Nobody was said. Nobody said a word. He said it was quiet every time he walked by. Nobody. They were eating little fucking uh, little little sandwiches, like little appetizer sandwiches. As Bill's got his binoculars on, asking seventeen different questions in thirty seconds. It's pretty insane what that guy does at the Combine. Another reason why you don't have a bubble. So Bill Belichick can keep dominating. So now we're going to see this Combine with guys, as we should, running in shorts and t-shirts, all doing their activities together, as it should be. We are just all full of stories that won't die today. That's what this whole podcast is full of. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe not get traded. We had Tom Brady, the Niners. And now Carson Wentz. It is Chris Mortensen. The same Chris Mortensen that reported the Kyler Murray story is pretty much that it's a done deal. He's out of Indianapolis. I I clearly, clearly believe that both the Carson Wentz story and Kyler Murray story that Chris Mortensen reported are owner moves. They were moves both made by the owners. Jim Erdsay for the Colts and Michael Bidwell for the Arizona Cardinals. I believe Jim Erdsay is absolutely disgusted by week 17. He is pissed off. We talked about this a little bit when I talked about Carson Wentz, but the story won't die. So we got to keep going with it. He, I, I, Jim Mercer is pissed. This is this is clearly, Frank Reich is not going to go to Chris Mortensen and say, hey, you know, he's out. No way. Chris Ballard is not going to do that either. This comes from Jim Mercer, who apparently after the game in week 17, they got back home 
They flew, they both went to his office and he was just screaming at both of them, which I understand, Jim, you're upset, but what does screaming at your head coach and general manager after a week 17 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars right after your flight for 30 minutes really do for your team, buddy? Come on. I know you're pissed. But, I mean, and Jim Irsay, listen, he's had his problems. All that shit got swept under the rug. He got stopped with, like, 40 bottles of pills and, like, 50 grand on him. Is he like, so, Jim, are, you, are we popping pills? Are you a drug dealer? That got swept under the rug. Jim Irsay's a little shady guy as well. I just don't understand bringing your guys in and screaming at him. Clearly, he wants Carson Wentz to take a pay cut. He does not want Car- to pay Carson Wentz this $16 million guaranteed because they didn't make the playoffs. Because he looked at his quarterback and he goes, this is ridiculous. You threw up the, the interceptions. And they were, but Carson Wentz does a lot of good things. I saw Carson Wentz do a lot of good things. What else are you going to do? What, are you going to cut Carson Wentz and get who? Aaron Rodgers? No. <laughs> Russell Wilson? Jimmy Garoppolo? Who are you, you going to get? What, what are you doing here? What are you, you going to draft Kenny Pickett, the kid from Nevada, or, or the other kid? Ole Miss? You draft one of that, you're gonna draft one of him? The kid just fucking tore his ACL. What are you gonna do? Deshaun Watson? I just I don't understand. You want him to take a pay cut. This is exactly why I think this story's out there. I honestly believe Carson Wentz is gonna be the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. That, that's what I believe. I don't think they have anything, any other options. Now, maybe an option occurs. Maybe something comes up. But I I, I don't I just don't see it. I don't see it. Jim Irsay wants Carson to take a pay cut. I don't I don't know if he is. I don't think he should, maybe, necessarily. You know, they did trade him for this, and he got it now. If you look at the team, and, and maybe Carson can look around and be like, hey, look, I'll take a pay cut if we can save some of these guys. If that's what it means to win, sure. Because right now, Carson, he needs to win. Because I've never seen somebody regress like Carson Wentz. Ever. Ever. You know, but I, I just don't. Like, what are you going to What are you going to Jimmy Garoppolo? I just, I just don't understand how is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, the only quarterbacks you could possibly get that's an upgrade from Carson Wentz. I, I would say Deshaun Watson, but I don't even know if he's going to play. Now, I do think Deshaun Watson's going to be traded this year because I, 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 was, I, I saw that it's like each he has to settle each one individually and it could take so long. So I think teams are going to start going into him. But here's the thing. It's like one one of those can go sideways. Most of them are just going to be paid off. It's like civil. It's just this and that. Boom, boom. And a lot of the things now that have come out and a lot of these people believe that he's just using these, phys- these, these masseuses, masseuses, masseuses to just to have sex. It was just a way for him to have sex. He's an introvert. He doesn't like to go out to bars. He was just using the massage therapist as a way to hook up and have sex. But if one of these goes sideways on you and you trade for Deshaun Watson, you're fucked. But I, I do believe Deshaun gets traded this year. I don't think he's going to be a part of the Houston Texans. I think he gets traded. I do think a team is going to be willing. Now, is it the Indianapolis Colts that just goes, you know what? Get rid of him. Cut him. We're trading for Deshaun Watson. That's a ballsy fucking move. You just made a ballsy move by trading for Carson Wentz, and you gave up your first-round draft pick, like the 17th pick. This good the 17th pick for Carson Wentz. Now you're just going to cut him, and then what are you going to trade for Deshaun Watson? It's not like you're going to get Deshaun Watson for a bag of beans. You got nothing. You got nothing to trade. Sean Watson's still worth a lot of money. The dude's still a baller. Dude still led the league in passing yards two years ago. He's still a, a former first-round draft pick, top 15 pick. What do you go, like uh, 13? Something like that? He fell. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know what other options you have. Like Carson Wentz is the head, is the head coach, is the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. That's, I mean, 
If there's a little prop bet for it, maybe I'll look for it on FanDuel, see where Carson Wentz is going to be. I'll lay money on it because I don't think the Colts have any other options. Uh, I saw a little clip of Mike McDaniel playing uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, but they didn't call it that. They call it uh, Fuck, Mary Kiss. Uh, I think it was a local Miami reporter asked him this question. And Mike is the only co- only co- head coach in the league that would answer this question. He really is. There's no other head coach that besides Mike McDaniel that would answer this question. Uh, and they did it with Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay. He said he was gonna. He said he'd kill kill McVay because he was the last guy that beat him. Uh, kiss LaFleur and marry Kyle Shanahan. And I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I thought it was real, raw, true. I I thought I saw a human being that's that's good. That's looks like he has a chance to be a really good head coach, a very relatable guy. I'm a big Mike McDaniel fan. I was a big Mike McDaniel fan before he got this job. I'm an even bigger fan since he's gotten this job. I, I like that he's sticking with Tua. I love that Tua is his quarterback because it doesn't matter what happens. If he's good or if he's bad, it's not going to reflect him at all. He's in such a good position, such a good situation in Miami. They got players. They got talent. They got Gaskin. They got uh, 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 Mike Isecki, Devontae Parker. They got some guys on the defense side of the ball too. Some good pickups like Jordan Phillips. That was a good draft pick. I, I, Mike McDaniel's got a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. He's in a good position. And Honestly, just give me all the Mike McDaniel content. I, I I just fucking, I'll eat it all up. Love me some Mike McDaniel. I kind of feel right now Mike McDaniel, how I did with Kyle Shanahan when he got hired. Now, I'm not saying that as a, like he's going to be as good as Kyle, but just my feelings towards the guy. How I'm going to look at his team, very similar to how I looked at Kyle when, when he first got the job in San Francisco. Uh, keeping it with the AFC East, JC Jackson, the pretty good corner for the New England Patriots, had a good year, is kind of just... You know, pretty much publicly outing that the Patriots aren't going to pay him. Yeah, bro, we know. We we know you, you play for the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. We've seen this before. He doesn't pay guys. You're out here on social media like, oh, they're not going to pay me. This is outrageous, this and that. Dude, no, they're not going to pay you. Like, he's not going to pay you. Jay, like, he, Bill has done this. We've seen this before, Bill. Bill paid Stephon Gilmore at a high market value. And Stephon Gilmore was a Pro Bowl fantastic talent. J.C. Jackson is not Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Jackson's a good player. But J.C., I don't know why you're bitching and complaining. You're going to get more money on the open market if you have free agency. That's just how it works. You're going to get, you're gonna, people are going to overpay for you. It's not going to be Bill. Bill's not going to overpay for you. Bill doesn't overpay. And I just don't know why he's bitching and moaning. Dude, you're going to hit free agency. You had a good year. There's plenty of teams that are this close, you know, from maybe a good corner away from sealing up that defense to try to make a Super Bowl run. I don't know, San Francisco 49ers need some help in their secondary. What if you become a San Francisco 49er, bro? Like, what? I just, why are you bitching, man? Why are you, why are you, why? I just don't get it. They're not going to pay you. Your head coach is Bill Belichick. You've been in the league long enough, man. You should know this. You ain't getting paid, but someone is going to pay for your services. Someone is for sure going to pay for your services. So The Rock was at the Super Bowl uh, right before kick time, kickoff. He did the, can you smell, or finally, The Rock has come back to Los Angeles, or maybe he said the Super Bowl. But we know now, we know a couple days later, we kind of figured out why The Rock was at the Super Bowl. It's because the XFL, who he is now the owner of the XFL, he bought it from his old buddy Vincent McMahon, who is a fucking basket case, but is a good businessman, bought it from him and is now partnering with the NFL. And I saw the other night, last week, that the 
AFL, the new a a a AFL for the or whatever it is, the new league that Fox is starting, that Cowherd, you know, recent teams on. They had their draft, and I saw like the first guys, eight picks were all quarterbacks, and I knew maybe two of them. And it's just it's why it's so hard to get guys to people to watch the AFL, the XFL, the AAF, or whatever it is. Because they don't have your Mahomes, your Rodgers, your Brady's, your Herberts, your Allens. That's why, I mean, how many people rush to the TV screen? That playoff game to watch fucking Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it and they put on a show. The quarterback, say what you want about the team, the quarterback draws so many people in. And the XFL and The Rock now, they're partnering with the NFL. And I think it's a fantastic move. They, they, the Rock was not going to be able to survive on his own with just the XFL. No way. Next, guess what? Now, the NFL is pretty much going to treat you like a farm team. You're going to get practice squad players. You're going to get players that almost, that, that, that should have maybe made the cut, but because they needed another lineman, maybe Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or whatever, they they figured they, they, they want another lineman more than they want a linebacker or they want this guy or that guy, so that guy doesn't make the team. Well, guess what? They're going to tell you, you're going to go to the XFL now. You're going to go down a level, like baseball. You're not just going to get cut. You're going to go down. You're going to go play in the XFL. You're going to get a chance to develop yourself. You're probably going to get some coaches down there too. So you're going to get some practice squad players, some uh, some young coaches, coaches that are coming up. So maybe uh, some uh, you know assistants that kind of want to make their way. They go down there. Maybe they start calling plays down in the XFL. Then the, some guys in the NFL want to give them a shot. They can bring them up. All of a sudden now they're you're a coordinator after one year. Boom, you're a head coach because something goes your way. People like you. The, the, you know you've been around the block a while. It's going to be like a farm team. I think it's good. And The Rock is clearly a fantastic businessman. He makes so much money. He's like the highest paid actor. He's in energy drinks and muscle milk and, and all this shit. He has, he has all his own businesses. This dude is clearly, Dwayne is clearly a smart businessman. He knows what he's doing. He partnered with the NFL. It, it just makes sense. I think it's a good deal. I actually think we're going to see a lot of more early develop, a lot more early development in players that are younger. That normally it would take, you know, three, four years. Now, it might, you know, one year in the XFL, you know, they could really kind of turn their heads. Now, you're not playing with really NFL quiet players, but a lot of them are. It's going to be better than what the AF can give you or whatever they are. It will. I think it's going to be high quality players in the XFL because there are going to be some from the NFL. There's going to be players that maybe nobody wants anymore. They don't want to sign as a free agent. Guess what? He go make money on the XFL. He could still go play. That, that, that's going to happen. And they're a partnership partnering with the NFL. I think it's going to be marketing towards them. We're going to start seeing XFL commercials for the NFL, vice versa. Good business move. Really, really solid business move here. It's like a farm team. It's going to be like a farm, like a triple A, triple A, double A, single A, all that stuff for baseball. Very similar. I think now, not quite like each team is going to have their own set farm team. No, it's going to be its own league, right? But just partnered, you know, the NFL is the big boy. The NFL is the big boy. Kind of like where Rock's from, wrestling. In wrestling, they have Monday Night Raw and they have Friday Night SmackDown. But then they also added a new one, a lower one. It's called NXT, right? So that's like a lower level one. It's kind of like a developmental thing. And then they go up to the big show. Very similar to this, right? Very similar. Not, not each team, like in baseball, a lot of, each team has their own farm teams, right? It's not what it is. You get called up to the big leagues. No, you could just get signed by a team from the XFL. 
I think it's going to be very easy to sign players from the XFL. The, the NFL is going to make it possible to to take players like you can in a practice squad. Maybe had set set amount of players that a team can take from the XFL throughout the year, or so on and so forth. It's a good move. Good move on both sides. It's how business gets done. Dwayne, hat tip to you, buddy. So Russell Wilson changed his social media. Uh, Instagram or whatever, to, to a picture of him, I think, in high school in Virginia or whatnot. Completely got rid of anything Seahawks, all this stuff. I, I just got to be honest. Much like the Kyler Murray shit is boring me, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, they are exhausting me. Uh, they are exhausting me. What are you going to do, Russ? Unlike Aaron, in a way, you don't have that much. I mean, you have leverage. You're the star quarterback. You know, you are. You got some leverage. But you can't just demand a trade. Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff, that stuff's already been set in kind of stone almost. He could just retire. Now, you could retire too, but you don't want to retire. You're not done. You're not retiring. We know that. Aaron, he could retire. You're not, Russ. But is Russ, are you going to grow some stones this year? Because I love Russell Wilson. He is, not only does he share my first name, he is one of my favorite players I have ever seen on a football field. I love watching him play. It is truly, truly, truly remarkable the plays that he makes, jaw-dropping. I just I just love watching the man do what he does. But fuck, he's becoming a diva. I mean, he's and he's so obsessed with his image, and Aaron Rodgers is so obsessed with his legacy that these two guys are just pitter-patter, pitter-patter, on the fence, this and that. Might do it, we might do it. Well, if I do do it, I'd want to go here. But I don't know. But if I do, then this. I think I might, but I don't know. It's just, Russ, grow some stones and either then, then say you demand a trade. But he won't do that because he's afraid of his image. Just like Aaron was afraid of his image with the Packers. He wanted to retire as the Packers. And he's scared of his legacy. He's scared of, he's scared. That's why he plays it safe. He's scared of his legacy and his passer rating. The story broke earlier this year, like a month ago. Aaron Rodgers is very aware of his passer rating. Very aware. Something he actually talks about. You egotistical man. That's how you know you're egotistical. You run around talking about your passer rating. Russ is not... I just... How is Russ not on the Seahawks? What is he going to do? Is he going to demand a trade? I just... I think it's bad for his image. He doesn't want it to be bad for his image. You know, he's like the superstar now because he's married to the superstar. So he's the superstar, really religious, you know, really kind of a caricature, like a cartoon. Always says the right thing. It's always go Hawks. It's always, I love Russell Wilson, but man, sometimes he is tiring. And right now I'm just getting tired of it. And much like Aaron Rodgers, we're just on the wheel, right? Like I said, I said that about Aaron, we're on Aaron Rodgers' wheel. Well, kind of on Russ's too. Not so much as Aaron's, but we're on Russ's too. Cause I just I don't want I don't want another off season of this. We've seen this story for both Aaron and Russ. Don't drag it out. Tell me what's gonna happen. Let me fucking talk about it. Give me some content. Until then, I just won't talk about either one of you. And last, I think is the best story of the day. I, I really do. Now it's not official, but just a few days ago, we're hearing now that the ESPN and Monday Night Football are very very close, apparently, to signing Troy Aikman to Monday Night Football. Five years, and folks, we now know, I mean, we know Tony Romo got like $100 million. We know John Gruden got a shit ton of money. He was on Monday Night Football. Troy Aikman, we know the market. $17.5 million a year. $17.5, supposedly, is what ESPN and Monday Night are offering Troy Aikman to come over and be their guy. 
And Monday Night has been looking for someone since Gruden left. It's just been a disaster, actually. Terrible. And if, and, and ESPN as a whole is god-awful. I go I go off on them all the time. They are terrible. I, I do not watch ESPN. I cannot watch ESPN. I don't, I don't love watching sports on ESPN. And ESPN, Monday Night Football, this year, they made a pivot. They begged Peyton and Eli to come and do that. They be- First of all, they begged Peyton. Peyton had the idea to do the Peyton and Eli thing, but they were begging him. Said they'll give him whatever he wants. We just need something. Please, please. They didn't. Know- and this was a crucial year for Monday Night Football ratings. This could be, Ar- could, I mean, Tom's last year, could be Aaron's last year. Drew Bre- uh, I mean, sorry, not Drew Brees. Uh, you know, guys like Mahomes and, and Herbert and those guys were coming in their age. It was big. Monday Night Football, you need good ratings. You want good ratings. You're going to have some good games, right? You should. You need a big guy. You need a big face. You need someone that pops. John Madden, John Gruden, right? Troy Aikman's that guy. I, I got to give props here for, for ESPN going out and getting a big fish because they don't they don't really do that. I mean, they got the triple booth right now, and as much as, you know, Greasy and, and uh, you know, I like those guys, it's just, it's, it's you can't do it. You can't do the, you can't do the three guys in a booth. It doesn't work. It does not work. But Troy Aikman with someone else would definitely work. So a hat tip to ESPN. I remember when ESPN was was their last big fish that they thought they got was Rex Ryan. And they were just blowing Rex Ryan. How great. He's going to be the next guy. Rex Ryan fucking sucks on TV. He is awful. Awful. He was awful when he called a couple games that he did. He's terrible. Terrible. I don't I try I don't watch too many of the pregame shows except for the Fox one. That's the only one I watch. But every once in a while if the ESPN one is on or whatever, he sucks. So ESPN does not have good guys. They do not. Not even just on their talk shows. They don't they the ESPN has got guys that do these football games and most guys that call games just on random your Fox networks, your CBS, they're not very good. Like these former players. But Troy Aikman's really good. Troy Aikman's fantastic. Now, my thing is, I hate to see Troy Aikman and Joe Buck split up. Because I love Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Because my mind immediately goes to, okay, well, who Joe Buck is getting now? Because it needs to live up to Troy Aikman. And now it's, okay, well, who's going to partner with Troy Aikman? Because they need to live up to Joe Buck. So, now look, don't get me wrong. If these two guys split and they get two uh, two other guys with them that work, I would love to have that because now I don't have to mute Monday Night Football anymore. I mean, I mute it unless it's Peyton and Eli, pretty much. Or I have it really low. It's it's hard to watch. So give me a little Troy Aikman. Now, it's not confirmed. It's not official. But this is definitely floating out there right now. And also, you know, I, the, the Amazon thing. I don't know if, if what Amazon's going to do. They're looking for people. Apparently, Al Michaels. But now I'm hearing there's no way in hell Al Michaels leaves. I don't really know. But I know... Just like a lot of quarterbacks that are going to shake up, we're going to have some commentary shake up. And this is a very underrated value, a very underrated part of how how the NFL has grown is having good commentators, having a good color guy, having a good analyst of the game to tell you what's going on, to not always give you some bullshit. And I know people, I don't know why people rag on Joe Buck so much. The dude's fucking good at his job. I, he just really is. So I, I, I hate to see Troy Aikman and Joe Buck split up, but at the same time, he is Monday night. We need, we need some Troy Aikman on Monday night then. Give it to me. Give me some Troy on Monday. Just give me somebody good with him, but give me a little Troy Aikman on Monday night and I will take it. Alrighty, folks, it's going to go ahead and do it for today. I hope everybody has a good rest of your weekend. Watch a little golf. I got the Honda Classic on. The Florida Swing is in full. They came over West Coast, had a blast at the, at the Phoenix Open. 
You know, they played their Riviera. Now it's it's, it's the Florida swing. We got the Honda. We got uh, uh, fucking players coming up in two weeks. $20 million purse. The biggest purse in PGA Tour history for TPC Sawgrass. And then we're going to roll right into the Masters. And then the golf season's full swing. So enjoy your weekend. You know, it's it's no more football. So I'm sorry on Sundays. Watch golf. Watch hockey. Bet on hockey. I am fully into my hockey now gambling addiction. Fully. I love betting on hockey now. It is great. Get yourself a Canadian. That's my advice to any non-Canadians out there. Look, I, I like hockey, but I'm born in Phoenix, Arizona. We have a hockey team. They fucking suck, right? But I don't. I didn't know too much about the game or whatnot. Like I, I've been learning the past couple of years, really, really learning plays, and now I can watch it at a very high level. I I, I feel. But get yourself a Canadian if you want to bet because they are money. They are money. They know their hockey. So that's my advice. Get yourself a Canadian. Go to www.getyourselfacanadianforgamblingaddiction.com for hockey gambling addiction. If you're a degenerate, uh, get yourself Canadian and have a good time betting on some hockey. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Peace.